truth is all out there. They cannot no longer get ahead of the truth. So it's 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 a full on 24/7 abuse abuse abuse. I am a husband, a father, a lawyer, a Christian, and a proud Canadian. I started this series because it was clear that our nation needs truth. Not just another biased narrative, but real information of substance. We need access to facts and the freedom to think for ourselves. I'm Leighton Gray, and this is Gray Matter. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Gray Matter. Well, today we have on the show uh, the type of guest I love having on. Actually, this is the second time he's been on, but the first time with us on Return to Reason. It's hockey great Theo Fleury. Uh, of course, Theo is not just a, a famous hockey player who had a very illustrious NHL career. He's now become uh, a, a media personality. He started a media company. He's a motivational speaker, and he's actually authored two books. Uh, and so uh, what we plan to do with Theo today is to take him through some of his more recent activities and also canvas some of his uh, very candid opinions about some of the things that are happening in the NHL today. Uh, so thank you for being with us today, Theo Fleury. It's great to see you again. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. So uh, Theo, uh, I wonder if we could start off with um, talking a little bit about um, your your podcast and this new media company that you've started with Mr. Burgo and Jamie Sally. How did, mm-hmm. what was the, what was the sort of the genesis of this? How did you get started with it? <laughs> well, you know, I, first and foremost, you know, for many, many years, the media has been lying to us and, uh, um, you know, it's really hard to, uh, find out what exactly the truth is nowadays. And, uh, and so, you know, I was just kind of going along doing my thing, you know, um, you know, before COVID I was traveling at least once a week somewhere in North America to talk about, you know, the subject of trauma mental health and addiction and how it's all connected and all that. And then, you know, and then COVID came and, you know, shut all that down. And, and so I was kind of at home minding my own business, uh, you know, obviously um, engaged in uh, COVID-19 and trying to discern the truth of, you know, uh, what was actually going on which then to me exposed the conservative party of Canada being as corrupt as the liberal party of Canada. And so, um, you know, there's really no political party in Canada that represents my voice, which is the true blue Patriot loving free speech, get the hell out of my life government person. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, we said to ourselves, what the hell are we going to do now that, uh, you know, our aspirations of all going to Ottawa and turning this country around, they put a wrench in it. So I said to Joe, I said, why don't we, why don't we start a little media company here in Calgary? And, uh, you know, K's for Truth was already uh, a not-for-profit charity that Joe had set up, um, in 2020, just basically, um, you know, because they were suppressing therapeutics, 
and they weren't talking about the dangers of wearing masks. And so that's how Canadians for Truth um, sort of got started. And then because I had a relationship with Jamie Soleil and she was speaking out, uh, I talked to her on the phone and said, why don't you come join us? And she agreed to do that. She, she's and, really taken a lot of abuse, abuse, hasn't she, Theo? Yeah, anybody, uh, anybody, her, like, who, anybody who sits on the right has taken way too much abuse from the communist, uh, you know, people that, uh, like, I, I had no idea that there was this many communists in Canada. I honestly, it was, it's like, it's mind blowing how many communists there are in this country. And it's, yeah. it's a shame. I know you commented, I, I follow you on Twitter. I know that you commented on the governor of Canada's pride season, uh, which has our, our national flag and the, and the rainbow colors. And uh, you also were very outspoken about uh, an, uh, some, an incident that happened or a series of incidents that happened this past season. In fact, I watched an interview you did with Tucker Carlson on his now defunct show on Fox News. Um, former NHL player Theo Fleury calls out the league for pushing the woke agenda. You want to talk about what you meant there and and uh, and why you spoke up? I, it's something about the over-politicization of sports. Well, I didn't call out anything. No. You know, I, I, uh, I was asked the question and I said, you know, politics has no place right. in sports at all, right? And, um, you know, I didn't know that hockey wasn't inclusive. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I don't, you know, if you have the ability to play, if you have the means to play, play. Yeah. Right? The yeah. greatest sport ever invented in the history of our planet. Right. And, uh, but, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is the woke agenda that they're trying to push on mm-hmm. all of us, right? And, you know, sports and being a fan of sports is a way to uh, check out for a few hours, right? And when we bring politics into sports, it's a disaster, right? It's mm-hmm. a disaster. And, you know, there was few guys out there that made choices and decisions. And, you know, what the other side does the, wants is they, they don't want you to have any choices. They right. don't want you to have a voice. They don't want you to have an opinion. It's our way or the high way. Right. And that's, you know, that's not the Canada that I grew up in. Right. Nor me. You know, I grew up in a small town in Manitoba where what, where as I was playing hockey, I was instilled with some incredible morals and values. You know, the first one being respect, right? Respect. And we live in a world today where we have completely lost respect, you know, because of the, you know, this divisive politics, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I don't see any of that, you know, I don't see, I don't see, you know, that respect that we had, you know, when we were kids, you know, another thing we learned was, you know, loving and caring for our teammates, 
yeah. right? That everybody, everybody has a role on the team and that role is essential in helping you win, mm-hmm. right? You know, everybody has a role. And then the third thing we learned was consequences. That we are all responsible for our choices, actions, and our decisions. And the reason why we're in this show is because no politician has had to face any consequences for his choices, his actions, and his decisions. And that's why we're in the state that we're in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is because those three core moral values and principles have completely been wiped out. Mm-hmm. And Trudeau says yeah. we don't have yeah. any identity. Yeah. That's Canadian identity. Yeah. Respect, loving and caring for your neighbor, and accountability. You know, that's, it, that's it's, gone. It's it's interesting that you say that because you know, uh, um, and and one of the one of the reasons why your comments on this are really interesting is because. Um, part of where we de- we derive our culture in Canada is hockey. And there's a couple of quotations here. Here's one from Jean Beliveau, who is uh, another one of my dad's favorite players, uh, and and a really really classy gentleman. I've read about him, and I mean, really spent uh, the whole rest of his life after he finished playing hockey just helping people. But he said this: "Play with passion and heart. If you don't carry passion into sport or into any job for that matter, you won't succeed." And then here's Bob Yor, one of my hockey heroes. I'm sure he's one of yours too. He said this, I've been gifted. The world is full of people who not only haven't been gifted, but have had something taken away from them. All I have to do is see one of them, some little girl who can't walk. And then I don't think I'm such a hero anymore. I think that compared to them, I'm a very small article. We've lost some of that in Canada, haven't we? Yep. Well, you know, you're talking about two very humble gentlemen, right? who realized that, um, you know, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of the national hockey, but. And to be a Canadian. For sure. But what we've lost is that without fans, there is no us. Right. Right. Without fans buying tickets and jerseys and hockey cards and all these things, there is no us. So, you know, and I learned from probably, you know, I had the greatest 22 mentors I could have possibly had when I got to the Calgary Flames because that team was full. The 89 Stanley Cup team was full of great hockey players. But more importantly, that hockey team was filled with great, human beings and that's why we won right right yeah yeah. it wasn't because of what happened on the ice it was it was it was because we had a lot of quality Mm -hmm. human beings like Mm -hmm. from the right from the top sure you know our ownership group with harley hodgkiss and bj and doc seaman and you know everybody all the way down cliff fletcher al Coates, al mcneil coaching staff you know people who worked in the dressing room you know, because we built a culture, you know, where we cared about each other. Right. right? And and what Trudeau is selling is absolute lunacy and insanity. Has no core value, no core Canadian values whatsoever. They even right? took it out of the coat of arms recently. Yeah. You know, how 100%. does he they they changed, you know, the liberals changed the we had a perfectly good flag. 
they changed the flag back in the late 60s. Liberals did. He, Trudeau, one of the first things he did when he came into office, he changed our national anthem. Uh, and, and now just unilaterally just changed our national coat of arms to take all of the sacred religious you know, symbols out of that without even consulting the Canadian public. That's, to, to me, that's appalling. Really bothered me. Well, I just happened to find this little tidbit of information. So, so let me put this question to you, Leighton. So if you were elected the Prime Minister of Canada, and in the first few weeks or months of you being in power, this is what Trudeau did. He changed the, the consent from having anal sex from 16 to 14. That was one of the first things that he did as Prime Minister of Canada. Right. Nobody, nobody even knows about that. Right. Right. And now we have we have all these drag shows where kids are being groomed. Well, the kids aren't being groomed, the adults are being groomed right now. Right. And grooming, as I understand, is against the law. Right. So where is child and family services? Where is city police? Where is the RCMP? Instead. They're arresting the protesters who are basically pointing out the fact that you guys are breaking the right. law. So you're, you're talking about Calgary and, and Yodi Gun. I know you were very outspoken against this. Mm-hmm. I actually got in trouble myself uh, because in my home city of Cold Lake, uh, I spoke out against this. And while I was in talking with city council, my car was vandalized. Uh, and so, so um, and you know, actually... Um, the, the city, Cold Lake city councilor, um, who, who, uh, who was there and argued with me during my presentation, he actually posted something on Facebook that said that the most dangerous person at a drag queen, uh, show a kid, kid show is uh, Christian with a gun. And I made a complaint to, to city council that they summarily dismissed. So this is a serious problem, isn't it? I mean, uh, you know, suppression of, of, uh, of peaceful, uh, you know, uh, disobedience or 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 uh, to to speak truth really uh, mm-hmm. it's a suppre- it's a suppression it's a suppression of 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 objective truth and and, yeah. and particularly against it seems to be against people who hold traditional Christian values would you agree hundred percent yeah you know the Bible predicted this and we are here this is the last fight versus good versus evil. And if we lose this, scary times, man, yeah. scary times. And that's what people don't understand. You know, um, I've had very, two very successful careers, okay? I was a professional athlete, and then I was an author and motivational speaker. This is the last place that I want to be, Layton. This is the yeah. last thing that I want to be doing <laughs> in my life, right? Right? I'd rather be in Arizona playing golf every day, enjoying the fruits of my labor. Right. So when people call me a crazy conspiracy theorist and whatever, no, that's not it. I'm here because I recognize from my past lives and all the pain and suffering that I've gone through in my whole entire life that I spent 20 years of my life getting healing, becoming a better human being, all this 
so that I can die? Because that's the ultimate goal. Right. They want us all dead. They want us all dead. Mm -hmm. And you can call me crazy all you want, but trust me, I've been there. I've been there. And I'm speaking up for my children and my future grandchildren because if the path that we're going down, they have no future. None. Mm -hmm. Zero. It, it's quite shocking that uh, according to recent polling, about two-thirds of Canadians are actually in favor of medically assisted death. How did that happen? Is is it part of a part of sort of a psyop or or is this no, like no. as you say, an existential thing? That's that's operating on a spiritual level, the way Tucker Carlson was describing recently, and which ev evidently was instrumental in getting him fired from Fox. Yeah. So for the last 15 years, I've spent my time in the field, working in the field of trauma, mental health, and addiction. Okay. And I believe that trauma is at the core of every single issue we have in society is unresolved trauma okay right and you know when i'm out there working all i see is pain and suffering okay and we're very aware that there is a mental health crisis crisis right i believe it's the real pandemic on the planet not covid19 mental illness is the number one thing and then you know, we understand that there's an addiction problem and an addiction issue on the planet. Well, we've done a really poor job in society creating safe, vulnerable spaces for people to talk about what happened to them, right? Because I carried a secret around for 27 years of my life, okay? And it almost killed me. And then in 2009, I wrote Playing With Fire and told that secret to the world. And by doing that, it completely changed my life and completely changed the course of my life. Why? Because I found my tribe. I found my tribe of people. Because everywhere I went, on the book signing tour and you know subsequently doing speaking engagements and workshops and all this stuff was people saw me as a safe person that they could come to me and tell me that story their me too story right and so um when you're traumatized and you're not on a path of healing Guess what? You can't think critically because all you're doing is surviving day by day. So you can't right? see the conspiracy theory. You can't. You can't see the right. patterns. Right. Right. Because you're. You know, we're basically in an abusive relationship with our government. Right. Yeah. Nobody yeah. talks about systemic government abuse. We talk about systemic racism. We talk about systemic da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. But we don't talk about systemic government abuse. And what does abuse do? It causes trauma. Right. And what does trauma do? Trauma leaves us in emotional pain and suffering. Right. 
So how do we deal with the emotional pain and suffering? Well, we tend to gravitate towards the dark side of life. We get involved in addictive behavior as a coping mechanism to suppress the emotional pain and scars that are left behind from trauma. So Theo, you're uh, you're an agent for change. Um, you know, you've you've been involved as a as a as a motivational speaker, and now uh, as a as a media person, as a podcaster, what's next for you? What 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 is your next challenge? What are you what what are you what what have you have your eyes focused on in terms of your your next steps in in your life and in your and your career? Well, like I said, I'd love to be retired, but uh, <laughs> that's not in the cards. Um, uh, Are they ever going to put you in the Hockey Hall of Fame? I mean, you check some of the boxes. Never, right? You're, never, you're not <laughs> Indigenous. I mean, you're you know you're a victim. Of, mm-hmm. You know, like, but, but of course, uh, you, you think that your views are, are, you know, are, are keeping you out. I mean, on your stats, on your stats alone, you should have been in there, uh, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the political landscape that we're in, right? I didn't know that Hockey Hall of Fame was a political entity, right? right. You know, I thought it was based on what you did on the ice, but apparently not. So, yeah. In my own mind, I'm already there. Right. Right. And that's you have the respect of your peers, obviously. 100%. Peter Marr actually said this to me one time. And he would, he's, he's the guy that announced every. Oh, yeah. Brilliant announcer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Legendary. So he said to me, he goes, There's 15 guys in the, or there's, there's 15 guys that average a point a game in the regular season and a point a game in the playoffs. Over a thousand games. He says 14 of them are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Who do you think the one guy isn't who accomplished that feat? I said, yeah. Yours truly? He's like, Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be at least half a dozen guys off that 89 team that are in the Hall of Fame, right? At least. Uh, I mean, McGinnis yeah. is in there. Lanny's Lanny, in there. McGinnis, Newendike. Gilmore, Gilmore Mullen. Jo- Joey Mullen. There's probably more than, more than six. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I'm was, sure, I'm sure amazing. Gary Suter's, Gary Suter's probably going to get in there at some point, you know. It was amazing. Gary Roberts. Yeah. Is Gary Roberts yeah. in yet? He's got to no. go in eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You there's know. lots, you know, so. Incredible. You know, and I understand that they only put four guys a year in the, in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be in there someday. Who knows? But, um, you know, I don't spend all day thinking about it, you know. No, um, no. You know, I have a bigger mission in life and, uh, you know, that's to, to help people who've been traumatized in their life, um, you know, deal with their mental health and addiction issues that come with, you know, having, having experienced trauma in their life. So I can see myself continue, continuing to do that. Um, and, you know, ultimately just discerning the truth, you know, Mm -hmm. Like I've experienced pretty much everything that life has to offer, right? Right. And uh, except I'm maybe still, good, except maybe good government. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm still here and I'm still alive, right? Right. So that tells me that you know God has a bigger plan for me, right? And He reveals that to me almost on a daily basis, right? You know, um, you know. 
I, I believe there are no coincidences in this world. And, you know, today my path was supposed to go across your path and, and vice versa, right? There are no coincidences. Everything, yeah. you know, there, there's a plan, right? And, and the only time my plan went sideways is when I was in control and trying to control, control my, my life. Interesting. Now that I've given up that control and turned that over, you know, God always puts me in situations where I can help people, right? Because ultimately that, that was what Jesus did while he was on the planet, right? He's, he was not comparing myself to him at, in any way, shape or form, but we're all God's disciples and God, and God gives us only as much as, as we can handle. And obviously he believes this time and space that we can all handle this. And uh, ultimately, you know, God wins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The battle. And I have to have yeah. a tremendous amount of faith yeah. in that, in that statement. Right. That, yeah. That's and a great that, mess. That's a great message that the battle is won. Right. Yeah. It, that it's yeah. won. Yeah. yeah. And you know, if the communists want to take me out, no problem. I'm going to a way better place than, than right here, right now. I guarantee you that. Well, you beat the communists on the ice, so <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, Theo, this has been uh, this has been a great conversation again with you. Uh, I'd like to finish off with uh, talking a little bit about your two books. Uh, the first one is "Playing with Fire," which has a, a really nice forward by Wayne Gretzky. And then your your other book is uh, a really really fascinating book called Conversations with a Rattlesnake. Uh, and this is uh, it, the description here is this is uh, from about nine or ten years ago. This book was released. Theo Fleury is, is passionate about understanding trauma, which you've talked about today, and healing, as he was about being a pro hockey player in the NHL Olympics and World Juniors. So these two books they sort of. Uh, in, in a way, uh, mirror what's happened in your real life, right? The first yeah. book is kind of about your hockey life and how that yeah. began and, and shaped. And then your second book is about this, 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 this next chapter, series of chapters about your life that you're still living out, right? Yeah. Is that a fair yeah. description? Yeah. So the first book is the story and the second book's the healing, right? Right. Theo, thank you so much for sharing with us again today, your mind and your heart and your soul. I'm really looking forward to the new book. Keep yeah. up all of the wonderful work you're doing. Um, and uh, I do follow your podcast. I enjoy it immensely. But yeah, thanks again for being our special guest here today. It's been a real pleasure once again. Yeah, it's been my pleasure too. And, you know, thank you for helping to bring some sort of justice to the world where there isn't any, you know. Um, if we could just get one arrest, this thing would be all over. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. That hasn't happened yet, but yeah, hopefully soon. God, God will provide. We have to keep, we have to keep up the prayers. Yes, absolutely, for sure. Thanks, Theo. Okay, man. Take care.